I know in the States we just had Thanksgiving and everyone is gearing up for Christmas. So what better time to drop a quick episode that embraces the power of random acts of kindness and with a Christmas-themed twist? Welcome to the Just Dumb Enough podcast, a show that acknowledges no one is always an expert by dispelling misconceptions with real experts. I'm your host as always, Colton Petrie. My guest today is Beth Desson Duffy. Beth, along with help from her family, wrote a book, The Christmas Tree That Changed the World. Yes, she's an author and also a CEO, but most importantly to her, she's a mother. So when she saw kindness missing in the education curriculum, she stepped up to teach a lesson that kindness can be found in the everyday, in ways that incentivize everyone from adults to toddlers. Let's earn some ornaments. Welcome to the show, Beth Dustin Duffy. Hi, Colton. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? So as Colton mentioned, my name is Beth Dustin Duffy, and I'm a mother and a kindness enthusiast. And my husband and I work together, and we have a, a new storybook. And the storybook is called The Christmas Tree That Changed the World. Because really, when you do acts of kindness, you're really changing the world. Fantastic. So what brought you to this point, you know, working on this project? So that's a great question. When our children were little and we saw what was going on in their school, we thought, boy, we wish they lived in a kinder world because, you know, I'm not saying that things were terrible, you know, because we had so much to be thankful for, but there were a lot of unkind things going on. And, you know, my husband and I wish that they were living in a kinder world. So instead of waiting for it to happen, we thought that we should come up with an activity that creates a kinder world for ourselves, for our family. So we came up with this idea that we would, uh, it started in the Christmas season, to tape a, a construction paper Christmas tree to our kitchen cabinet. And as each of us completed a kind act, we would add an ornament to the tree. And yes, we were giving kindness, but we were also feeling a lot of uh, happiness in return. And it was a great activity because my husband, you know, he would go to work and he would come home and explain how he found an opportunity to be kind. And our kids, when they went off to like second or fourth grade, they had different opportunities to be kind, but it was a great equalizer because no matter what our ages were, we could celebrate at the end of the day, that we each tried to do something, you know, we, we tried to find ways to be kind. But I must say that it wasn't, I would say each year it wasn't easy. It wasn't an easy flow because like December 25th would be coming up and we would be saying, oh my gosh, we don't have enough ornaments on the tree. And we would scramble and, you know, try to complete our goal by December 25th. But so to make a long story short, it started out as a family tradition and over the years, people encouraged us to share it with others. And 16 years went by, and I can say that we were reluctant entrepreneurs. My husband and I talked and we said, well, either we share it with others or we stop talking about it. So we decided to go for it. And now, you know, happily with the help of, of a lot of people along the way, uh, we're happy to share this 
the three elements, the storybook, uh, the free app, and the free craft. Fantastic. Was it like a very large construction paper tree that kind of like incentivized how much space there was on it? Or did you start kind of small and be like, well, it's easier to fill up? Well, that was well thought out, Colton. I would say the tree was about 24 inches high and 12 inches across. And sometimes the balls were bigger than probably they should be just to take up more space. But um, but when the balls were bigger, it was great because it left room to draw a little picture of like if somebody did empty the dishwasher when it wasn't their turn, there was a picture, you know, picture of a dish with the name. So the size, you know, it was pretty big. It could have been bigger, I guess, but that worked just fine on a kitchen cabinet. So what? What was it about Christmas that made this like the season for the project? Well, it was a perfect fit because, you know, it's the season of kindness and giving. So we especially wanted to make the season about giving and not just getting because it is pretty exciting. And I still love to get a gift as much as anybody else. But, uh, you know, in the in the whole excitement of what is Santa going to bring, what is Santa going to bring? you know, in the spirit of the season, what are we going to give to others? And, um, you know, in that spirit, as an aside, at that time of year also, you know, children around the world are often hungry, you know, more often than we'd like to hear about, in danger, in need. And um, a portion of our profits do go to worldvision.org because it seemed very appropriate that Christmas is about children and children at heart. And we have to remember, especially those children in need. It certainly seems over the years we have, you know, lost a bit of our connection to the holiday. We've let it become a bit of a consumer holiday where it's like, we've got to buy as many things as we can for all these people instead of just focusing about like, this is a time of the year where we can show people, any people, people in your family, people in the community, people across the globe that you care, that it means they mean something to you to exist. Yes. And Colton, may I say this? Uh, this is These are things that we were taught. You know, we didn't in, invent these ideas. These are things that we're passing along what we've learned. And in this story, I think it's beautiful because we have to remember that when you give, you receive. And in the story, Spruce and Holly find when they give acts of kindness, they feel it in their heart. And I think this is so important to remember because you know people want to be happy and they want to receive gifts and you know moms want their kids to be happy but really if you want to feel happiness remember a, a different way to feel happiness is to give so you know i've seen a lot of places out there like the local bank the local fire department those kind of things that do you know gift giving drives is that kind of like do you think a good way to give back or do you think it could be a little more direct when you're act, you're talking about like acts of kindness? Is it more fulfilling internal to say like you're giving directly, you're doing a good act of kindness for someone near you that you're, you know, well aware of, or is that kind of blind, you know, like it doesn't really matter who this is for as long as I'm doing good. You know, is there one over the other that you, you prefer and you kind of tell people to lean towards? So Colton, that's a really great question. And I, I'm going to let everybody answer that one themselves, how they feel about it. But the way we started looking at it was like this. 
we wanted to have kindness in our home. So we did kindness in our home. We wanted to have kindness in our immediate community, which would be, you know, maybe donate, go through some old clothes uh, and donate to your local Salvation Army or Goodwill. So donate in your community, but don't forget everyone around the globe who also, you know, celebrates different holidays, including Christmas, you know, whatever they're celebrating, we're all a member of the human race and Christmas is a wonderful time to, uh, you know, give to those in need around the globe. So I think all three forms are great and there's no right answer. So let's just do all of the above. <laughs> I like that answer. I think it's very good, you know, kind of whatever you can do, right? Like it doesn't have to be monetary when we're talking about doing these acts of kindness. It doesn't have to be purchasing a gift. It could just be, you know, like you said, doing the dishes for somebody else when it's not your turn. That's right. Or calling an elderly relative or um, let's see, what else? Uh, giving more than it's expected or letting somebody go ahead of you in line. They almost look at you like you're crazy, <laughs> you know, or what's wrong with you? And that's the other thing I like to say, you know, we often think that kindness is like a real soft skill, but I think that we have to recognize that kindness takes courage because you don't always know how it's going to be received. And um, you kind of have to go through that conversation in your head that, uh, you know, what's the worst that can happen? And, oh, yeah, I think I can live with that. I'm going to try it anyway. And, you know, and just reach for the kindness and have a little courage. Yeah. And I mean, don't be afraid to do the small things. Like you said, letting somebody go ahead of you in line is a very small thing. And I think people underestimate the amount of difference that could make to somebody that really needs it. You know, half the time, maybe a quarter of the time, they may not even think about it. They might be like, yeah, sure. Okay. But there's going to be people along the way that are like, oh, wow, somebody really did something for me. Like they, they cared and took the time out of their day to say like, no, you go first in line. And maybe that, you know, bleeds into their day and these little things kind of build up and that, that makes everybody act a little kinder. Yes. That's beautifully said. And there, um, you know, I've read about it a little bit and the, you know, and I know the random acts of kindness people are tremendous, but they're all ripples of kindness that, um, that can be spread you know, throughout your home, your community, and your world. And okay, I have to tell you about this story again, because in the story, I love this part that although the heroes are Spruce and Holly, which is a young evergreen tree named Spruce and puppy friend Holly, they decide to decorate Spruce by adding ornaments by doing kind acts. And they overcome their doubts and they decorate spruce with kind act ornaments. And you'll see that they do, you know, very simple things like sharing some pine cones with the squirrels. And I think the point is made that even an evergreen tree can do a kind act. You know, why can't we? But the part that I think is really neat when you talk about ripples of kindness is that when they finish their first Christmas tree of kindness, the news of the Christmas tree of kindness spreads throughout all the forests and all the towns and people start decorating Christmas trees of kindness all over the world. And, you know, that's the way things can spread. You know, goodness can spread just as hopefully faster than bad things, but it's such a relief and such a healthy exercise 
And I applaud you, uh, you know, Colton, for even agreeing to this interview, because if we focus on good things and uh, spreading kindness, uh, you know, the ripples do, I think, reverberate around the world eventually. And that's kind of the idea, I would assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, behind this is that like, if you get people to do it for just a little bit of time during that Christmas season, right? Like, hey, decorate the tree, do some kind things, look at what you've done. It kind of builds a habit to say like, oh, you could do this for more than a month. Yes. And you know what? We've had requests for different kinds of trees for different ty- times of year. And um, we would love to do that. And, you know, right now you can decorate, um, let's see, uh, a St. Patrick's Day tree of kindness. We have St. Patrick's Day ornaments, uh, Valentine's ornaments and Easter ornaments. But one day our vision is to offer different trees for different types of religious celebrations or non-religious celebrations. But this is where the activity started and, and we're growing from here. Of course, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about like, a 4th of July where you're doing, you know, you're cutting out like little strips that are outlined for you on paper and you get to make a bigger and bigger firework on the wall. I like it. Feel free to use that. (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's what you're talking about. It's these ripples. The little things become bigger things, become movements, become a way of life, right? Like it's all about just practice because nobody remembers to do it every day. Even the people like yourself that are actively thinking about it, you know, there's moments where you have to look back and be like, oh, I, I guess I missed an opportunity, but that's okay. Cause I'll get the next one. That's right. And you know, some um, people that are using the activity, uh, you know, throughout the year, even though it's a Christmas tree, they say they think twice sometimes when an opportunity comes along now and they think, oh, do, do I have to do this? And then they think, oh yes. You know, I'm going to extend myself and I'll have an or- another ball to add to my tree. So they're decorating trees year round, uh, Christmas 365. So, you know, for some people, that's that's great. But other people, you know, as you say, might like a Fourth of July tree. But Colt, may I just uh, mention this when we talk about ripples around the world? Because one person's, you know, I'm always learning from other people and This gentleman said to me, Beth, you know, I really enjoy the story, but he said, what I really like is the app because the app enables me or anyone who downloads the free app to create a virtual tree. And for instance, Colton, you and I could join the same tree and we can connect with people around the world, right? Whoever we invite. So I can, you know, I can invite you. I can invite a childhood friend and then I can see when Colton has done a kind act, I get a notice. And then Colton can see when Anne-Marie picked up trash on the ground, you know, helping mother nature, being nice to mother nature. So then we work cooperatively. And then at the end, we all get a star for the treetop and Christmas music to celebrate that the world is a kinder place. But it's just in the line of thinking of the ripple that, you know, with technology, isn't it amazing that we can connect with loved ones living around the world and decorate trees with kindness? Certainly. And, you know, having this broader audience where you're starting to see people, you know, use this for different reasons and want to have different seasons. And I didn't mean to rhyme, but there it is. Um, You know, with having all of that, do you hear a lot of stories about people who 
reach out and they're like, you know, I just really hit this roadblock, like this person that is just kind of a wall and I'm trying to, to, you know, reach out to them to do kind things for them. And they just don't seem to care to be receptive or is the whole point just to be like, okay, well that person exists, but we're going to go around them. I can't wait to try and convert this person to being kind. I just have to keep doing it. And, you know, they're going to, to just be kind of a rock along the river. So that's a very interesting question, and I'm sure everybody handles it differently, but I would say that um, my attitude would be there's a time for everything, and what my mom, I think, would tell me is if someone's not responding, you know, just leave them alone and wish them peace and maybe circle back around another time because timing is everything, and I think it's good to remember that we never know what's going on in people's lives. Don't take it too personally and just keep on moving forward. I think that's an excellent point. You know, everyone has a day or two or whatever, you know, throughout the year where you're like, I am one of the the most open, chatty people you've ever met, except for, you know, on X day where I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> and that's okay. Right? Yeah. Sometimes we need recuperative time. Yeah. You just need a moment and that's all right. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Well, I've appreciated this and I hope, you know, it puts a little more kindness out into the world. It helps people find a way to build that habit. Like we were saying, you know, this is not something that necessarily comes innately. It takes time to think about each one of these opportunities and to consider how you could best utilize your time and energy to be very kind. So I've appreciated you coming on here and talking about that and helping people do that with your app. Uh, if you could, I'd love to give you a minute to let people know where to find you and where to find the things you've made. Well, thank you so much for this time and for our conversation, Colton. I would say please visit christmastreeofkindness.com. So that's christmastreeofkindness.com. And from there, you can order the book from Amazon. There's a link to Amazon. And then there's also, um, you can see the first 10 pages of the book. Because not only is the story beautiful, I'm a little biased, but the illustrations are tremendous. Uh, Lamquatch did our illustrations. And um, we have the link right to the Apple Store from the website. If you have a, an Apple device, you can download the app. And if none of those appeal to you from the website, you can print two pages, which is your blank spruce tree with 39 ornaments. So you can start decorating a paper version and please visit and become part of the team. And all you have to do to be part of the team is decorate a tree. Absolutely. Like you said, free app, free printable version. If people do go to Amazon, please leave good reviews for that because that helps other people find it. In this case, has a very large ripple effect if more people are able to find these things. So thank you again for your time. I've appreciated this. Thank you so much. If you want a really easy act of kindness that will change my whole world, leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you use either of those or both. It takes just a couple seconds, helps this show find even more people who will enjoy it, and it tells me that I'm doing an okay job. These are the last few days of November, so the rankings look pretty secure. Number one, the United States, led by Oregon, New York, and Iowa. Number two, Australia, with Western Australia trying to overtake New South Wales. 
Number three, the United Kingdom with England clearly winning. Number four, Germany, now led by Hessen, overtaking Canada in a total upset of the norm. And number five, Canada, barely hanging in there and led by British Columbia. Is everything okay, Canada? Are you good? That's it for this week. Have a great week, a great weekend. I'll see you all back here for the next episode. Remember, you can always reach out to me at dumbenoughpodcast at gmail.com or on any of the social media pages if you want to reach me personally. But most importantly, stay dumb.